Well, good evening, everyone. My name is Martin, and it's uh, my joy to extend another welcome to you. Thank you so much for being here this evening. We've already heard a word that Janet shared that comes to her mind around Christmas, remember? Well, I have another word uh, which I suspect many of us would naturally associate with Christmas time, and the word is surprise. So maybe, for example, the surprise of receiving a particular gift. Hopefully, in that circumstance, it's a positive surprise rather than a disappointment. Uh, I'm sure we would all love and appreciate the scene of, of shock and delight that can come as someone tears open a gift to see something there under the wrapping paper that they, that they never in their wildest dreams had thought was, was coming their way. And uh, that, that scene, that moment of, of joyful surprise will, I suspect, be the subject of many videos or photos which we see on social media or around our friends and family over the coming weeks. So whether it's that surprise or maybe the unexpected visit of a loved one, which can be a real joyful moment, or perhaps the surprise of a Christmas cracker joke that actually makes someone laugh, or a Christmas cracker trinket that is actually of some earthly use, you know, not like some little plastic little comb, although to be honest, no, <laughs> no comb is very good for me, I'll be honest, or maybe it's the surprise of, you know, complete family, harmony, and togetherness regarding what games should be played or whether to watch the Queen or not or, you know, what movie should go on or, or something like that. Christmas is often a time for surprises. A few weeks ago, I heard some words, words related to Christmas that very much took me by surprise. They were the words that we opened up this evening with, I don't know if you caught the very first line there on the screen. It says this, Oh, come, all you unfaithful. I don't know about you, but the first time I heard that, I was really quite taken aback. Forget surprise as a reaction. It was more startled or, or even shocked. I mean, it's a little bit dark, isn't it? it? It kind of stands at odds with the sort of stereotypical picture we might have in our mind when we think of carol singing, you know, all kind of warmly, closely huddled together, warm mulled wine in mitten-covered fingers, all enjoying the bouncy, happy melodies of the brass band and singing along. What is all this talk of unfaithful? And some other words mentioned in that song, weak, unstable, bitter, broken, guilty, hiding, and on it goes. I mean, where's your Christmas spirit, Hillview? You know, is this really necessary? And to start the event with this song, what are you up to here? When I heard it, it startled me. And then quite quickly, I, I got it. And increasingly, I love it. Why? Why? Well, let me share some scriptures with you. I want to share some verses from the Bible that very explicitly answer the question, why did Jesus come to this earth? I don't know if you think that's what Christmas is all about, but it is what tonight is all about, celebrating that the, the God who made this world came himself to this world to this earth, and it's our joy to share with you a little bit about that story of what Jesus did. And the question is, why? 
Why did God do that? And, and not all the time in the Bible, but sometimes the Bible gives us really clear answers to our questions, and this is one of those ex- examples. So let me share with you a few verses. First of all, the angel Gabriel comes to Joseph before Jesus is born and says this. And, and we're trying to understand in these verses, why is it that I love this new version of this carol? Maybe you can listen out for that. Listen to what Gabriel says. Mary will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus himself said these four things. Firstly, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. He also said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but I've come to call sinners, Jesus said. Thirdly, he said, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in the darkness. And then a verse many of us will know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Then just a couple of verses written after Jesus came. First of all, the Apostle John writes this, again, just explicitly answering our question, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And then the Apostle Paul to Timothy wrote this, Christ Jesus came in the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. And I wonder if you're beginning to understand why I like the way the song has been written. Yes, it is provocative. Yes, it shook me. Maybe it shook you. I want to consider tonight that that is a good thing. Because here's the point. Christmas is not for those who think they have it all together. Christmas, Jesus, is for those who know they don't have it all together and those who know they need help. And I am so glad that that's who my God is because I know I need help. And you know what? I think actually we all do because if you haven't noticed, well, it's 2020. And while I don't necessarily want 2020 to become like this alternative curse word, you know, where you're like, oh man, the weather has been so 2020 this weekend, hasn't it? You've seen some stuff like that in memes or, or you know, how did, your, how did your football team do? Did they win? Oh no, they were totally 2020. I, I made that joke this afternoon and then I sat down and realized that Liverpool were indeed playing completely 2020. They were getting beaten by Fulham, which was not, didn't make me happy. But while we don't necessarily want to make 2020 a curse word, right, we do need to recognize that this has not been an easy year. I I think if you think back to the original carol, I don't think the words joyful and triumphant are words that many people would use to sort of characterize and sum up how they feel their 2020 has been. I think actually some of the words from the modern song capture it well. How are you feeling? Maybe feeling weak, unstable, broken. You've been hiding or you'd like to keep hiding. 
You see, we need to acknowledge the difficulty we face. That's what all those verses do. They acknowledge the darkness, the guilt, the shame, the hurt. And, and, and really, the Bible captures all of these things up in this word, sin. And actually, we do see this in the world around about us. There is a desire in our culture, though they may not embrace all that God has to say in the Bible, there is a desire to acknowledge pain, struggle, hardship. Think just for a moment of even just the different Christmas stories, Christmas movies. I mean, Janet mentioned It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, my goodness, the first time I saw that, I thought, is this ever going to get happy? It's like 90% of trauma and devastation. And then with a lovely bit at the end. But if you think of other Christmas stories as well, think of the story of Scrooge, whatever your favorite version of that is, or whether it's Home Alone, or even Elf, or even Die Hard. I'm not going to get into the debate as to whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not, but, but all of these stories very much acknowledge trial, struggle, pain, selfishness, sin. But here's the thing. All these stories, again, we're, we're hardwired. This is in us, deeply in us. All these stories end in redemption, salvation of some sort, absolution. They end in hope. This is something that we all long for. And the question is this, where is that hope to be found? Is it found, as the movie suggests, in personal ingenuity or you know, like, for example, in, in, the, in the case of Home Alone, ridiculously uh, cruel and impressive booby traps that the guy lays out around the house? Or is it found in some of the other movies in, in courage or self-improvement, finding the strength from within, personal victory or support of family and friends? I hope not. I hope that's not where we ultimately need to look to find hope and peace in this world because I know that I do not have it in me to consistently provide that for myself or indeed the people around about me in my life. No. The gospel, the good news of Jesus is that true redemption, true hope, true salvation is found not in self-improvement, but in self-surrender. I love the last verse of that song. It says this, So come, though you have nothing. Come, He is the offering. Come, see what your God has done. I love that it says, see what your God has done. It doesn't say, bring your troubles, bring your strife, and we'll see if God's willing to work through that with you. No, no, it says, acknowledge the pain, acknowledge the hardship, acknowledge the darkness, and then come, bring that to God and see what He has done. Trust, find hope, find peace in a victory already won. Jesus is the offering. He has offered himself up. All those verses about Jesus saving us from our sins, lifting us out of the darkness, this is how Jesus did it. He came and he offered himself, taking on our suffering, our judgment, our failure, and, and the consequences of all those things. He took them on himself for our sake, in our place, 
instead of us. So that, friends, we need only tonight, maybe for the first time or tonight again, we need only surrender ourselves to Him and we cling to Him by faith. And as we cling to Him, we cling not only to the death that He died, but we cling to His victory. We share in His victory over death. This is how we know salvation. This is how we know redemption that this world so longs for, not in achieving something in ourselves, but in surrendering everything and coming and trusting in all that God has done through Jesus Christ. And then as we do that, here's the beautiful Christmas surprise. Once we understand that, that true hope is found in self-surrender, then we can sing the original carol, O Come All Ye Faithful, which, spoiler alert, we're about to sing in just a moment. This is the Christmas surprise, the gift that should blow us away, the gift that we don't deserve, that fills us with joy. We, we can know joy, even through struggle and strife. We can know triumph and victory. You see, in fairness to the carol, when it says, O come all ye faithful, it doesn't mean, O come those of you who have through your life proved faithful at every little hurdle along the way. No, what it means is, O come all of you who are faithful, all of you who are full of faith, who have come and, and accepted with great hearts of gratitude the grace and salvation of Jesus, come. And in that we can be and are one day fully joyful. And in that we are triumphant. We do share in Christ's victory. It's all because of Him. And this gift this gift of the gospel of Jesus Christ, when we truly embrace it through high and low, it will never stop surprising and amazing us. We are unfaithful, but as we come to this God, though we have nothing, we come to Jesus and we see again and again and again what our God has done. That's surprising, incredible, amazing grace. My friend, may you know the surprising love of God shown to us through Jesus Christ this Christmas season. Amen.